It is Sunday, April 4th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Easter for those who celebrate. And Jared and I both had a day with kids doing Easter things. So we're still talking football with you guys on Sunday night. This is Quick Hit Pod number 20 in our Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schauff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 25 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com, including Easter special Chuba Hubbard. Every single one is free to read, and they will keep coming at you right up until the NFL Draft. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel, as well as any of our podcast feeds. Our focus tonight is on the Oklahoma State running back. Of course, uh, the biggest disappointment for me was finding out that his name was not pronounced Chubba, because when I first saw the name and hadn't heard it said, I was like, oh, Chubba Hubbard, I cannot wait until he's hitting the NFL. It's not, though. It's Chuba. Right with you. I, I found out like a year ago and it, it was devastating. <laughs> Absolutely. That said, anybody listening to this probably became familiar with Chuba Hubbard during his big 2019 campaign for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. His ridiculous numbers, though, actually date back to high school. Hubbard racked up nearly 7,000 rushing yards and 82 touchdowns in three seasons of high school ball in Sherwood Park, Alberta, Canada. That included 3,213 yards at 18.6 per carry and 40 touchdowns in his junior campaign. Hubbard also started track, winning three national titles in the 100-meter dash and competing on the world level in 2015. I know that Canadian football is different. I'm not sure it's different enough to account for 18.6 yards per rush, 3,000 yards in a season. Hubbard chose Oklahoma State over a slew of offers, including the SEC big boys, Oklahoma, Oregon, Miami, He redshirted at Oklahoma State as a true freshman. The next year, he ran second in a backfield led by Justice Hill, who, of course, is now a member of the Baltimore Ravens and disappointing fantasy owners every year. Hubbard started the final four games of that season after Justice Hill went down, topped 100 yards rushing in three of those four games. With Hill gone in 2019, Hubbard took over that backfield. He led the nation with 328 carries and 2,094 rushing yards, Tied for third nationally with 21 touchdowns. Hubbard ran for 150-plus in seven of his 13 games that season. Uh, Went over 200 yards four times. He was a unanimous pick for first-team All-America. He was Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Lost out on the Doak Walker Award, though, to uh, Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor. That's the award for top running back in the nation, Jonathan Taylor, back-to-back. 2020 marked a big step back for Chuba Hubbard, as well as civilization in general. He still dominated backfield opportunities early, though. Averaged 20 carries and 110 rushing yards per game over the first five contests. Then in that fifth game, though, Hubbard suffered a high right ankle sprain, saw very limited action the next two weeks, then sat out the next four weeks, and then opted out of the team's final two games. So for the year, Hubbard fell to 4.7 yards per rush after averaging 6.3 over his first two seasons. He checked in below average nationally in basically every pro football focus measure as well. Hubbard also brings with him a fumble problem. He put the ball on the ground seven times in his 20 games over the past two seasons. So he's probably not going to be drafted by Bill Belichick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, last year was ugly. It was super disappointing compared to what he did in 2019. It, but if we believe that high ankle sprain report, and, and I say if we believe it, because it is strange that he didn't miss any time. Like, you know, he didn't sit out a couple of weeks, which you know, almost always happens when guys suffer high ankle sprains in the NFL. But if he was playing through that, 
I think we basically throw out, you know, that portion of last season because, you know, that, that's an injury that, that just crushes any skill position player. 2019, I mean, he he was awesome. He, even beyond the, you know, the, the raw numbers, um, 12th in PFF rushing grade among 187 qualifiers, 21st among those 187 in yards after contact per attempt. And then even 2018, as you mentioned, Matt, um, when he got a chance to lead that backfield as a redshirt freshman at that point, um, he, he was impressive. So I don't know. I guess I'm kind of willing to write off again, you know, the kind of the second half of last season. Yeah, for sure. And it was really only two games where he, that occurred after that injury. And then he sat out for opted out of the final two. So yeah. on the film review portion, we'll get the highlights up and start talking about what we saw besides the numbers. Honestly, I went into NFL draft season, which obviously we're in the thick of right now, expecting to really like Chuba Hubbard. I don't watch a lot of college football during the season. Try to save Saturday for not football because every other day is football through that part of the year. But I, I was aware of Chuba Hubbard in 2019. Obviously saw some of the highlights. You get the long runs that you would expect from a speedy guy. You know, we talked about him being a world-class sprinter. Uh, his 40 time is at his pro day. No matter whose report you trust, all of his reported times in the 40 at the pro day make him above average in speed score. So he's a fast guy. Beyond those long runs, though, when he gets the lane to get himself going, I just didn't find a whole lot special in between those plays. I thought there was lackluster agility from Hubbard and the kind that you would expect if you hadn't watched him before seeing the slow three-cone time, a below-average three-cone drill time for his position. There's not a whole lot of power. I mean, he certainly breaks some tackles at times, but not with consistency and I even found him lacking a little bit of balance through contact, where even if it's not a big hit, you know, if he does get through, he's often just kind of not keeping his stride. So I think that gets back to the agility thing as well. He's just not as nimble a runner as I expected to find. On the receiving front, I didn't see a, a great sample to be able to judge the receiving ability. He looked adequate from what I saw. There was a, a bad drop mixed in in the five games I watched. No wide receiver type usage. So we didn't get to see him line up out wide and run deeper routes. Pass blocking, he doesn't look ready yet. I don't think he's strong enough to hold up in that area. It just looked overmatched when taking on a rusher. Yeah, I think you I think you nailed it all there. I mean he he's he's fast. We see it in this clip here. Like, you know, he's not gonna get caught from behind. I'm I'm surprised he, you know, the the, the 40 time we have on him is four four eight. I, I think he plays, you know, more or at least like a low four four guy. I think, you know, maybe outside of Travis Etienne that Hubbard's like the, the best big play back in this class, but I'm with you on everything else. I mean, he, you know, he, he needs that crease to get going. He's not a big tackle breaker. He struggles when you know, the defense kind of forces him to change his course. So, someone, and I wish I, I wish I remembered who it was, but someone comped Hubbard to Tevin Coleman. I think it's perfect because Tevin Coleman can bust the big play when he has a lane, but he's never been a big tackle breaker, never been, been a big make you miss guy. And, you know, Coleman's had some solid seasons, but um, it's never really, like been a, true workhorse back because I, I just think he's limited as a runner. I think Hubbard has the same kind of limitations. Yeah. So that brings us to the fantasy outlook where I guess maybe we should do a separate one for if he lands with uh, Kyle Shanahan, right. but without knowing where he's going to land, Hubbard just looks like a committee back to me in the NFL. He, he does all the things fine, but he doesn't look special in a particular area. Even as a speed guy, I didn't see him. I don't think he's quite, you know, the burner level. It's not like, wow, look how fast that guy is. I also didn't see him consistently beating defenses around the edge at least as much as I expected to knowing that he was a fast guy going in I, I think we'll probably see him go on day three and right now I'm comfortably drafting Trey Sermon ahead of him in best ball drafts yeah me too especially because I, I I'm with you um with, with the pass 
catching stuff. You know, he top 20 catches in both of his first two seasons, but he didn't fare well in PFF receiving grade either in 2020 or in 2019 when, you know, he was healthy and he had the big rushing season. Even then, um, you know, he was in the bottom third among qualifying backs in PFF receiving grade. So, yeah, I think he's a committee back who probably isn't going to do most of the pass catching stuff on his NFL team. And, you know, that, that makes him tough to get really excited about from a fantasy perspective. Of course, now watch him go late in round three and we'll be like, well, I guess we're moving him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see again. I mean, this running back class, I'm so open to adjusting yeah. rankings based on when and where all these guys are drafted. Yes, guys will be moving around. Chuba is not one that I go in excited about. I certainly hope that Trey Sermon goes earlier, lands in a better situation because I think the NFL upside on him is uh, higher. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. You can read my full scouting report on Chuba Hubbard. You can check out the 24 other prospect scouting reports we've already posted there. Check back for more every day, pretty much right up until the NFL draft. As I mentioned, those prospect scouting reports are free to read, but you should lock in your DS Insider access now. That way you can see where these guys sit in our dynasty rankings, where they are after our, after they get NFL draft landing spots. And you can also access the 2021 rankings and the dynamic MVP draft board. Both of those are live much earlier than they have been in any other season. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Draft Sharks. Jared is at Smola DS. I am at Shauf DS. That's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Shauf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.